Welcome again to this week's podcast of Live Transform. This is with Dr. Jim Richards, Audrey, and myself. I shall be the brilliant one today. There you go. Come on. Really? <laughs> no, it's I like just... that. See, look, we, we have to, every now and then we have to do the introduction so we can say Bob's yeah. right. Because, see, he, he always has to introduce <laughs> himself as myself. And so people, yeah. people are probably hey, going, like, what Bob. if myself is? And who's that guy Bob they keep talking myself about? Myself is just right here. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We should be. And this is Bob uh, and Jim. Yeah, you know, they, but I was... they made a movie about you. What about Bob? Yeah, what about him? <laughs> Jim, you know you hate that I movie. I hate that movie. It makes me crazy. <laughs> it reminds me of people I've counseled. I know. That never go away. That never go away. They never get help. <laughs> but I was I was thinking of the intro again this morning, and yes. I apologize, you know, to our listeners. Why why are you stressing over this intro? Well, but what I don't do mm-hmm. is give proper introductions. That's true. And I was actually thinking about the, that this like morning. Like the full-on bio for Dr. I, Jim Richards. Exactly. Heart, it needs to have that of, bio in there. Yes, we used to do that all the time nah, in the beginning. We're, 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 yeah. It works good this way. Okay. All right. You're okay with that? Yeah, I might, I might, have, I might have. If you do too proper of an introduction, <laughs> you might tell things I don't want people to know. <laughs> I have, to, I have to protect my dysfunctional past. <laughs> okay. I, but I love our history again, yes. you know, together. Yep. I love the, the, the life that we've been able to share mm-hmm. in, and the friendship that we have. But, uh, Jim, you have been so instrumental, you know, in our lives personally, in our family, in ministry. And so to be able to share um, this this podcast with others, mm-hmm. uh, I think is is just a real gem. Because well, what we do is we just journey through. Yeah. And like, what do, and we, our want, friends, what do we want to talk about our next? Our friends slash listeners are really with us. They like, get in. I get your emails, you guys. And you, we are all together on this. And yes, we get to have fun. We get to get, you know, just really mm-hmm. enjoy friendship together with you, our listeners. And then we get to just, you know. Well, it's a yeah. synergy. You know, that, that's the thing about it is, you know, with um, that I love about what we do and what we do together is that is that it's, you know, it's it's no one of us. You know, every one of us brings a unique element to, you know, to this. You know, Bob, Bob brings the sanity. I and, and, I, I bring this, the silence serious one. You, you bring the stability. And, and, me, and me and Audrey bring the, we, we bring the crazy. There's a, there's a lot of things in the background that you don't hear. Yeah. A, a lot of taps, a lot of, yeah, you know. And, okay. <laughs> but, Audrey, uh, but stop the, you talking. Know, that's what synergy comes from. Synergy does not come from everybody trying to kind of do what they're supposed to do, per se. It's just it just people being who they are, you know, with yes. mutual respect, mutual love for one another. And mm-hmm. really, uh, you know, what I think we do for each other, and I hope we do this for the listener, I know what you guys do for me, and that is you bring out the very best in me. I, you know, I, yes, I, I think I'm more I effective when we minister together than I am in mm-hmm. any venue that I ever minister in. Oh, and so, Jim, uh, that is so sweet. Cause we, there's so much love, so yeah. much friendship and so much love and so much history. Okay, so this is so cool. I just thought of this because okay. today we were talking about how um, you know, I, I play piano, so I understand a staff and a, a music, a sheet of 
music, but we really bring a different song. Yep. And when you and the way you can have harmony is when everyone is clearly singing their song with joy, clarity, confidence, and with their personal design. And so Bob and I actually just wrote a book that's free online, Jim. I forgot oh, to even tell you about this. Good deal. And it's called it's all about my personal song. It's called my personality goals, but it really helps people have that self-awareness <clears throat> to really um, embrace this incredible song mm. that God's given you to sing mm. on the earth. It's so empowering. That so that you like don't it. have to, because you don't have to sing someone else's song. Yeah. You don't have to be jealous of somebody's song. And then in relationships, if you're singing harmony, you need to know your song really well and then be acutely aware of other person the other person's songs yeah. and how different they are. Yep. And and I the reason I thought of that is well, because we've been working on it day and night, this free ebook for all of you just at our website. But the big thing is, is that that's exactly what we were describing. Like we're singing a song during this podcast. Yep. We all get to, and then with our listeners, we're all, you're all singing with us. This is amazing. You know, the concept of, uh, the concept of harmony, which man, we could do, I don't even know how many programs we could do just on the concept of, of harmony right. itself. You know, like you're talking about, you know, to, to have synergy with people or to be in harmony with people, like Audrey said, it requires, that you are paying attention. It requires That's that you're it. paying attention to the other person. You're never trying to yep. override them. You're never, you know, you're, you're you're trying to just bring your part to the song. Uh, yes. So that it blends. So that it so yes. it's the finished product that comes out. But here's here's an interesting thing. Uh, it, it really, if you got rid of the concepts that particularly that the western world has brought to christianity you know the rest western world has brought from this mindset of cause and effect mm-hmm. you know this linear mind thought process of cause and effect then cause and effect takes us to this place to where we're always in relationship to God trying to make something happen. We're bringing a cause, right. trying to bring about a certain effect. So, right. so we understand faith. You know, we look at faith as if it's cause and effect. I'm, I'm trying to have this influence on God, trying to persuade God to do right. something. We look at we look at everything around us. We, we look at getting healed and having miracles as cause and effect. Oh, and it just makes you think of structures mm. and systems yeah. and force and making it happen. But, but the truth is, if it's a relationship and it's and it's a heart thing, then you don't you you are never having to make things happen. The, right. the question is, am I getting am I am I getting in harmony with God? Am I in other words, you know, that's what Jesus was talking about. He's talking about yoke up with me. You know, you know, take my he's talking about getting in harmony. Mm-hmm. Take you know, mm-hmm. take my uh, you you sing harmony, but let me sing lead because I'm going to show you where we need to go. And all you got to do is get in agreement with it and, and be in harmony. And the, and the reality of it is, if, if people understood that concept, then really all I have to really do in life is I just got to be aware of me and be aware <laughs> of God and be aware of the people in my environment and, you know, just have a consciousness. Um, yeah. You know, uh, um, I've actually, well, it's going to be the second book in my trilogy, which most of it is actually written, but I I got in the cool off phase in this trilogy that I'm doing on, on the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, 
And the, and the second one is going to be all about using the keys of the kingdom. And the keys of the mm -hmm. kingdom are all about all about getting into harmony. And, okay. <clears throat> you know, when Jesus, we have to remember that Jesus didn't speak Greek. He spoke Aramaic. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so and we've talked about this before. So that, this means that anything that Jesus taught, he taught in Aramaic, which then had to be translated into Greek, which many times there weren't even Greek words or, or concepts to explain what was being said because the Aramaic was very much it's like the Hebrew. Well, Jesus was actually translating from the Hebrew because, you know, they read the Bible in the Hebrew. They spoke in Aramaic. It gets translated right. into Greek. Then from Greek, it gets translated into Latin. And from Latin, it gets translated into King James English. And then King James English is a dead, almost a dead language. It, the words are, are archaic and don't mean anything. So, man, when you start, when you start trying to get really... It's like a bad game of telephone. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but when Jesus, you know, the, the Greek New Testament, and there's nothing, it's not always that the translation is just bad or going to get you in trouble or lead you into error. Is <clears throat> that people who don't have a heart for it will miss the subtleties that mm. honestly, if they were praying and listening to God, they'd get it. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. I didn't, yes. I didn't get any of my theology out of language. Language helped me understand what I got out of my relationship. Right. right. So anyhow, when Jesus, you know, is in the boat with the disciples and there's there's the storm coming, you know, the Greek language gets up, he gets up and stands in the boat and says, peace be still. Well, that's not what it says in the Aramaic. The Aramaic, he says, he stands up and says, surrender to the will of God. Wow. I see. In other words, see, authority, we try to substitute authority with force. And you know, we, we talked last week about getting into, okay, spiritual warfare. Yep. How does, yep. how does right. the law of the right. seed, how does all of this work in the realm right. of spiritual warfare? Well, that's, that's kind of where we're going here. So, yeah. again, we think of spiritual warfare, our, our concept of spiritual warfare, number one, is not even biblical. I mean, it's not even, it, it, right. it violates the new covenant. It violates the, what Jesus did on the cross. Uh, it, it just makes no sense at all from a biblical perspective. But yet it sells and, you know, and, and people get excited about it. But, mm -hmm, <clears throat> but anyhow, mm -hmm. so even in our concepts of spiritual warfare, getting healed, all of these kinds of things, we're always trying to use force. We're trying to use cause and effect. Now, force is an imitation for authority. Have you ever... Okay, say that one more, say, say that one more time. Force, force is an imitation or a substitute, a false substitute for true authority. Yeah. The authority is the right to do something. Force is the intensity with which you with which you do something. Have you you remember when you were young and maybe you know you were praying and man something was going wrong in your life so you felt like you just needed to get more powerful in the way you said it more forceful. more loud and more yeah. confident mm -hmm. yeah. and more forceful and and so we felt like in doing that again we're back in cause and effect and in, in getting more yeah. forceful we're going to somehow mm -hmm. make the devil do something and, you know if what people believe about the devil is true if what christians believe about the devil is true they better quit yelling at him because they're going to make him mad he's going he's going to mess him up <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well fortunately that's not true you know <laughs> i say well that's not true <laughs> yeah so so but but 
so I'm using force because I don't even know what authority is. And we, mm. t- we talked about it either last week or a couple weeks ago. And, and this just, even though I've thought about it before, after us talking about it, this has just stuck in my mind a lot. Yeah. Where, you know, where the, the, a, a guy that's not even, you know, a, a, a Hebrew comes to Jesus and says, my servant's sick. Jesus says, you know, I'll, well, I'll, I'll come and you know, lay hands on him, get him healed. He says, you don't have to do that. He said, I am a man under authority. I understand how this works. Just say the word, and I know he's going to be healed. Yeah. I, I recognize that you are one who is under authority. Exactly. Now, you know, authority is, is delegated. And so, you know, authority, delegated authority is based on the will and the ability to enforce of the person who sends you out. So like if, 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 if I'm working, if I'm working for the city of Huntsville and they want me to dig up a water main out here in front of somebody's house, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just working for public works. Then they give me the tools Mm-hmm. And then they give me the authority to go in front of somebody's mm-hmm. house, mess up their yard, dig up their yard, mm-hmm. dig up the road, make a big old mess. And I have the right to do that. But I'm not standing out there screaming and arguing with that person. No, there's no question. Uh, when That's such a good example because there's absolutely no even dialogue having to happen. Mm-mm. It's just, I mean, this is, this, is, this is the authority that I have to be here tearing up your lawn and you cannot question me, and they wouldn't even think of questioning you. No, and, and I've had that happen where where you where I would be, you know, I'd look outside and the city is out there tearing up my yard. Mm-hmm. And you know they didn't ask me, they didn't they didn't call, you know, they didn't give me a right. box of candy or nothing, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> so so you know you go down there it's like what's going on? Well, you know we're we're, we're replacing these water lines. Mm-hmm. And you know you don't know for you don't know if they're going to leave you a yard of it anyhow, but so. So we don't understand that. We think that we are trying to use force to make things happen. Yeah. So now, and you guys know this, but it, I, go ahead. But, but Jim, in this, wouldn't you, you know, kind of recognize that a lot of times when people are using force, they're really trying to convince themselves, <laughs> Yeah. you know, it, it, they don't, they're, they're, they're not even believing in the the <laughs> that they have the authority themselves so yep. they're they're just simply getting louder you know emotional emotional trying to fuel it i always yeah. feel like emotions are fuel it's like pouring emotion is like gas so if i can put some emotion because if it's not happening yes. then i i guess i just need to get a little bit louder here you know okay you know more we, you guys know all three of us have done this like we've come all on done it. we've all done it Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, of course, you know, I use, I use, as my dad would say, shame the devil, tell the truth. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Shame you the know, devil, I, tell I, the truth. I'll talk We've about all done this, this in my dog training. You guys, you know, we're both dog lovers, and so, you know, yeah, we're both all two of us. <laughs> well, Audrey, me, and myself, we're all three dog lovers, <laughs> and Bob, yeah, and Bob, all yeah. four of us, yeah, yeah, but it's mostly Bob, yeah, and you. But so, they know me as myself. Yeah, see, I, I'm referring to my. Oh, I'm, re- oh, I'm referring to the mystery man she, myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one went whew, wow, right over my head. Really, right, wow. So, it's kind of like picking up the chips off the floor. You guys have heard me talk about this. You know, my particular dog, his breed is he. he you know, he's 115 pounds of muscle, 
he right. he is ferocious. I mean, I mean, the, does it make you powerful to have such a dog? Yes, it does. It, <laughs> yeah. it, I, I use that for a substitute. Is there any kind of yeah. compensation going <laughs> on right. here? I can't I can't afford to buy a Porsche. To, my dog to, to, uh, is to make so strong. My, <laughs> so I, so my dog has dog. so many muscles. My dog is the strongest so, dog. But again, <laughs> this dog was bred to hunt wild boar and bear. Now, I'm telling you, boar are ferocious and bears are ferocious. Correct. Yeah. And right. so however they bred this particular breed of dog, they bred this particular breed of dog that he never backs down. Never. They will die. Mm-hmm. If they're hunting and they come up on a bear and attack a bear, they're going to they're gonna mess with that bear until you kill the bear or somehow they manage to kill the bear or they die. Wow. They will not back wow. down until they that die. Is, that is incredible. So here's what's really interesting. And actually, all dogs are this way. People just don't know it. And most dogs don't express it as overtly as my dog does. Uh, if you try to, if I try to lead him or give him a command and I am upset and I'm out of control and emotional, he never obeys. Because to really? a to a dog, if you are out of control, you do not deserve to be the alpha. And if you're the if you're emotional and you're out of control, this breed of dog says, "Okay, I'm taking over," and he will oh, he will he, he will flat take over. Well, it's that way in the wolf pack. In the wolf pack, man, when 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 a when a threat comes up, if you could see the wolf pack, you'd see all of these. All these wolves, however many there might be, man, you're seeing they're growling, they're getting off yeah, yeah. and you'll you'll notice there's one wolf that's not growling. Whoa. He's calm. He's not dancing around. He that's always the alpha. <laughs> and I used to always tell people when I played in bars and was, you know, in criminal activities, you know, I was always like, Don't worry about the guy's running his mouth. Worry about the worry about the guy that's the co- the, the calmest man in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just what Bob said, people who have a clear sense of authority are always calm. <clears throat> I mean, why, why should I be upset? I've got that the, is so interesting. I've got the right. I've got God's power backing me up. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. would I be upset? Yeah. Right. And which so- is which is the true nature of a king. Yeah. And that's you know where Jesus came. And he sa- he says I'm going to reveal the Father and the kingdom, but they they knew him as King of the Jews, mm. right? And and you know when God began to speak to you know Abraham that I'm going to raise up you know kings you know in the earth. <clears throat> if you're if you are truly a king, when a problem comes your way, hmm. all you know that not only do you have the authority to do something about it? But you also know that you have the resources yeah, to right. do something about it. And mm, and so when we know, you know, the you have the resources and the power. Are, right. Right. It's not. It's it's the authority or access to the power as yeah. well as yeah. You know, the for sixteen hundred yeah. years plus, the church has never. Or rarely, I mean, there's been some little pockets here. They've never developed believers to see themselves as as priests and kings, and they've never been groomed for the job. And uh, and so, you know, we don't know who we are. We don't know our identity. We don't understand authority. We don't understand delegated authority. We don't understand. So, 
So, so, and we've replaced biblical concepts with uh, with Western pagan concepts of force and all of this kind of stuff. So, yeah. so when Jesus gets up in that boat and says, <clears throat> "Surrender to the will of God," man, that speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. It's it, 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 implicit information. The the implicit information that is in that is. It, almost endless because number one how many believers even concretely know what the will of god is in any given situation that's exactly what i was thinking if 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 a western mindset person were to stand up in the boat yeah. and say surrender to the will of god behind that statement is a whole bunch of questions absolutely well, i wonder what that really is okay, okay. I, wonder, I wonder if we should go to the other side it, i wonder if the storm is, yeah. is, what is god's the will, will god? or not what is god's will did god allow yeah. this he... oh my gosh oh okay so i was we were writing this we we're just been on this book thing because we're just you know we just finished this book my personality goals but it's about this song like that's what i we had to call it my personality goals because no one would google or search for my personal song but hey this is give it a yeah. give it a subtitle about the song like like uh, we did we did good, good, we good, did good. yes yeah, yeah. To, to, to the design of the song you were born to sing that's that's what i don't know the exact words but something like that so anyway with this song there's a whole chapter in this book about how when you really know your song and sing your song, all of a sudden you'll never question what the will of God is because it doesn't matter what my function is, what country I'm, we're all concerned about what country should I live? What job should I have? Who should I do this? Where should I do that? All these detailed questions. But when you're singing your song, you just roll with it. Like you're talking, it's like a rhythm. It's a, it's this orchestration. It's like how nature works. Yep. Nature works in rhythm. When, when I walk in the desert, no one's having meetings about where the butterflies should be in right. the, then, and, and where we should all work and where the wind should blow this way. Everything is this rhythm of effortless um, orchestration yep. from the creator. And we are part of it. And when we get in harmony with that, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the effortlessness and the natural way. But it's the same with our song. I just, I, when this is starting to become so real, it doesn't matter if no one's hearing my song, if I'm just alone with Jesus, or if the lady at the grocery <coughs> store hears my song when I'm checking out. And she after I leave, she just feels like... Like, I just felt like someone sang over me because my song impacted her. Or, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it can be 10,000 people. I really don't care. Right. And I don't know which. It doesn't matter what God's will was. It was just, I get to sing my song and I know that's God's will. Mm-hmm. I know that that's God's will. Well, you know, when, when, you, when you think about Jesus down there and saying, okay, surrender the will of God. First of all, he had to know, yeah. he had to know the will of God. Now, you know, I tell people this all the time. You can't see again, cause and effect. We think of God and like uh, and His will or the things that God will do. For instance, healing, prosperity, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. We see those as thing as things God will do, instead of expressions or manifestations of who He is. Mm. Yes. So. When, you know, when you think along the lines of cause and effect, particularly as it relates to God, then you interpret God in light of the human element. And, and rather, you know, rather than us understanding ourselves in light of who God is and how he created us, we try to understand who God is by how, how we have been taught to function. We're, we're always judging God. 
and trying to make him fit into mm. our perception. Human. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, th- this sort of thing. Or limited human understanding. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, um, magnetic... Can, for, can I... Let, yeah, go ahead. I know, you, I, I know you're on a thought here. That's right. But I... I I'm I I'm really hearing this. That I, okay. I'm really 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 hearing this. Okay. And it's and it's almost as as though when Jesus did ask that question of uh, of the disciples, you know, and, and was out, you know, um, who, who do men say that I am? Mm-hmm. And then Peter comes up, you know, you are the Christ. But I I wonder if that is how so many people relate to God with. With regards to what will he do? No, yeah, absolutely. That's how people you know, with regards to, yeah, and and so and but then he went beyond that. Jesus says, "But who do you say?" Mm-hmm. You know, I think he was tapping into more that relational element of you know, yeah. come on, guys, you know, who do you though? Yeah, in relationship, do you say that I am? You know, the, 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 the theological argument that Jesus mm-hmm. had with the religious body of his day was, and let me see if I can say this, this is, I, I don't need, there, there's some of the stuff I don't even know there's a way to say. Right, right. But, but Jesus always defined and defended his identity based on what he did because there and he emphasized basically there there is no there there is no definition of me which means there is no definition of god independent of 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 what we what we do because what we do is who we are does that make sense yes that's what yes. that's why yes. god that's why one of the first revelations that 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 Moses had of God is 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 I am who I am. I will be who I will be, and 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 in the Hebrew, it's pretty full concept. So there is no separating what God does from who God is. So you can't yes. say that God is love and then say, but God killed my child to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't say God is, you know, God works miracles. Or, but he allowed, or he allowed yeah, my. You, yeah, yeah, you can't say, you can't, you can't say God is, is good. Allowed is kind of the buzzword. You have to say yeah. that aloud word because that's a buzzword because well, God the allowed this. word is a way to say, is to express your unbelief in an acceptable, religious, acceptable manner. Okay, I'm not saying God did it, okay, but I am saying God must have allowed it because after all, he's in control. Well, no, he's not. We all know that God's not in control. God put us in control here. But anyhow, we, you know, we've been down that. I don't want to go too, too far yeah. down yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, so this is why the first revelation that God gave us was based on his names. Mm, okay. Good. So God's identity, God's, God's names, God's identity... Uh, or, or what his names reveal, if he is Jehovah the healer, then it is obvious healing is what manifests in his presence. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. Because if this is, my, if this is who I am, <clears throat> then if, if what I do is inconsistent with who I say I am, my character, my nature, then I'm a hypocrite. I'm a fraud. I'm a liar. I'm a, I'm, I'm a deceiver. 
Stop and think about this. You know, um, uh, one of the interesting things I have done, you know, because of the health issues I've faced for the last uh, 10 or 12 years, most people who have my identical situation yeah. by now would have had toes amputated, maybe wow. a leg amputated, would have been blind and their kidneys would have failed. It is, wow. it is unbelievable that a person that has had what I've faced for the last 10 or 12 years mm -hmm. is functional, you know, doing something with my life, able to think, able to be out of bed. Well, now mm -hmm. there's an interesting thing that I, that I do every day. Every single day, I spend mm -hmm. a certain amount of time doing nothing but laying on a pulsating magnetic field. Mm -hmm. That's all, it's just, it's just a magnetic field. And because it's electronically driven, uh, instead of just driven by a magnet, you know, it's just pulsating. But, but stop and think about it. Now, you look at this and you say, here's a magnet. Mm -hmm. So this is what it is. It's a magnet. But that magnet, <clears throat> whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, that magnet is always projecting a magnetic field. Always. Always. Completely invisible. And... And you can't feel it. That's that's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's not only invisible, but you can't see even. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, too. Uh, you know, one of my daughters has, uh, has struggles with migraines because, and I I really think the house that she's in has got some uh, mold or mildew somewhere in it, and that that's affecting her. And uh, so, you know, I, I would tell her, like, just go up and lay on my mat, and, and of course, you know, she wouldn't do it. Go up and lay on my mat. She wouldn't do it. And, and, you know, it just finally got so bad and went on for so many years <laughs> that, you know, finally, you know, she, she goes up and lays on my mat. And, you know, and you lay on it and you go, you're like, well, is this thing even working? I didn't feel anything. But mm. <laughs> it got to where every, almost every time she'd lay on it, if she was, a migraine was starting, it would go away. It stopped. Mm. So you're laying mm. there. You're not feeling anything, but the problem mm. will go away. So... So you're saying there's this effect that happens on me only because I come into the proximity of this field, this magnetic field. Mm. I don't, you know, I don't have to do anything to make it work. I don't even really have to use faith that it's going to work because the way God created me and the way God created magnets, this is, this is what it's supposed to do to the human body, you know, you know when I come within that field. So then, so, so then the truth is, let's think of God like that magnet. Mm -hmm. So all I have to do is enter into this field that we call the presence of God. Now, I understand God's presence, present effort. I know how people could make arguments around the technicality of the wording, but just, you know, hang with sure. me for a minute. Sure, but, sure. But if... But if I get, if I put myself in that field, so to speak, then mm -hmm. I'm going to experience, I'm going to experience who God is. Hmm. Now you got to think about that experiencing who, and see in the Greek, every time it talks about knowing God, that's what it's talking about. Are you experiencing who God is? Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. means if it's not having an effect on you, if it's not changing your life, if it's not happening based on, you know, you know, the, the names of God and what Jesus revealed about the names, if it's not happening based on that, then obviously we're not we're not in that field. You're not experiencing it. You're not experiencing yeah. it. And so what what we do is uh, then we have to create theological excuses for why we're not experiencing mm. it. 
Mm. In comes fighting with the devil. In comes screaming and hollering. In comes an unscriptural form of binding and loose. I'm all about binding and loosening, but I'm not about it the way the way that we do it. Okay, so can I? Okay, yep. you were going oh, go on ahead. the road. No. Okay, so I do have this question, just because the gospels are absolutely full of Jesus delivering people from demons. Yep. So that was really a thing, and so I we can't we can't. Um, we have to understand there's got to be reality to yeah, that. Yeah. So so he didn't do it with any force at all. He was calm. He just said, go out, leave or whatever. Like it wasn't a, a big theatrical thing. However, how do we bring that into understanding? You know what? Let's do. Let's make sure that you preserve that question. Okay, is it too long and, of a question? No, okay. it's not too long a question. No, it's just in not the N- direction. Not the direction, but okay. Not, well, but let's get this found, this basic foundation laid down. Right, okay. Before we answer that, because if we answer that before we've really got a good foundation, uh, people are going to probably have, have, a, have a little bit of trouble with it. Okay, good. That's good enough. Now, <clears throat> I'm glad I asked it now, because then anyone who's yeah. listening that is asking it, you know, those kind of questions yeah. can just know that it's, we're going to get let, there. Let me be sure and say this, just so those people who are asking that question, yeah. you know, I can't even tell you how many times I've walked into rooms, churches, buildings, you know, whatever, crusade grounds, yeah. where there would be a bunch of pastors screaming at somebody that was manifesting demonic mm-hmm. activity. I mean, I'm talking about mm-hmm. they would be screaming and binding and loosening and, and they'd be fighting with them and all this stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've done I, a grew, bit, I when, grew up in, I grew up in that rodeo. When I was Seriously. really young, I did that for yeah. about five minutes. I, I mean, okay. honestly, but, but then I just said, whoa, Jesus never did it this way. I ain't doing it this way. And, and in most of well, every one of those scenarios I just described, I could just walk in and say, stop just like that. Right. And every time they would stop mm-hmm. because I wasn't using force. I was using authority, but my authority wasn't what most people think it is because I was bringing things back into harmony. Right. I'll tell you something interesting about weather. Do you know that, that even the most destructive weather becomes that way? Because the environment has gotten so far out of harmony that it, it, these tornadoes, hurricanes, lightning strikes, all of those happened to bring the environment back into harmony so that this realm of planet Earth where the human race exists will be in the perfect harmony for us to have life. Everything. Well, I, know we, I, I know you've talked a lot year, years back podcasts back like 50 60 podcasts back we talked about how the earth was created to heal itself yep. right yep. so is that what you're saying i'm just yeah. asking yeah, so like, are you saying that when you sometimes see, when storms you see a comes lightning to... strike right that lightning strike is happening to restore the frequency between the earth and and the first layer of the heavens what is that the stratosphere of uh, uh and, and restore it to the is it the Schumann frequency? I think it is so that so it's the optimal environment for man's body and brain to work properly, and it has to happen to restore it. everything that God has created. He He created to be in harmony with His wow. intention, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with um, itself, and and with man, and and mm-hmm. so and so 
the earth constantly self-corrects. Every, everything self-corrects. Mm, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. And that's what the body does. You know, you know stop and think about it. Most people, see, we think about, okay, so, so I, I'm starting to hurt somewhere. So this means I've got inflammation. So we, we go down here to a Western medical doctor who everything about how he has been taught to solve the problem is force. Uh, because I'm going to take a, I'm going to give you a medicine that's going to make that inflammation go away. Or here's even a better example. I got a, I've got a temperature, so I'm going to give you something to bring that temperature down. Well, why do you have a temperature? Because your body's trying to self-correct. You know, the six or eight stages of disease, every one of them is a stage of self-correction where like, for instance, if you get a, if you get a, a temp, you need to let that temp run. You don't need to take something to make that temp go down because it's trying to kill an infection. It's raising the body temperature. Now, you don't want to let it go out of control. I'm thankful that we have things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but stop and think about it. How much medicine have you ever heard of that was designed to get the body back into harmony? None. Mm. It's all about we're going to attack that. Well, that inflammation... That, yeah, if it keeps going, we'll soon be arthritis. The problem is that inflammation is an overreaction to something that is happening that is pushing the body out of harmony, out of balance. And this reaction is coming up to, to, to try to self-correct. But if you keep doing what causes the problem, that's why the inflammation keeps growing, because you're doing something, you're contributing something. You're doing something that keeps pushing the body mm-hmm. and or the mind farther and farther out of balance till it goes to the next stage of self-correction. And you know, the final stage of self-correction, cancer. Mm. And that that's where your body has become so corrupt that the ultimate correction is it has to kill itself. Because so many cancer cells have grown in your body and it's da 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 da. So anyhow. Wow, that's that's intense. That's well, because intense. it's so interesting because we mask the pain instead of of either letting it heal. Like right no. now, I, the thing that I'm just having to work with right now is just some tendonitis in my elbow. So, so I have this, is that what's called tendonitis, tendonitis yep. or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what is it? So if I was taking painkillers all the time, I would continue to use that arm just as if it was normal. But I'm feeling like this is my way to heal it is by being careful with what I'm lifting and how I'm lifting because there's, it's, it's healing itself right now. So I'm allowing the pain to indicate to me when not to use it. Way, is that true? Yeah, that's part of it. But I'll, we'll throw out a bone here. You know, um, now I'm not diagnosing, and I'm not, and I'm not prescribing. Okay. I'm just telling you from a biblical point okay, of view. Okay, Doctor Jim. From a biblical point of view, <laughs> let's talk about yeah. getting your body back into into balance. Okay. I'm just going to use this as an example. I think it's just a great example. Yeah. You know, one of the most needed and absent minerals in the body is magnesium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, with magnesium, magnesium chloride is, is really the best form of, of magnesium. So magnesium actually supports about 300 different cellular type functions in the body. Magnesium, uh, in the absence of magnesium, one of the things you're always going to have is inflammation. Mm. Now, there is a, a product called magnesium oil. And the best brand that I know of is put out by Ancient Minerals, which you can get on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, and see, so you can't take much magnesium because it gives you diarrhea if you take too much. 
Uh, been there, done that. <laughs> but, but you can use transdermal <laughs> magnesium, and so you can st- you can get that magnesium oil and start massaging that in in that area. Actually, you can you, you should just put it all over your body just so it will absorb build your magnesium back up, and mm. very probably or you know possibly uh, once you get your magnesium level back up. Infl- wherever you got inflammation is going to go away because you have restored hmm. balance to your body. It, you you restored harmony. Yeah, it's you've helped the self correction of what it needs. So if you know that God is who His names say uh, that it, yeah. that He is, healer, provider, healer, yeah, provider, all those, you know, all this kind of stuff, then <clears throat> then you always know what the will of God is. Well, you know, people mm-hmm. say, yeah, but, 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 you know, but maybe this person has, has been in sin lately. That doesn't change who God is. Right. In, in other words, because I go out here and act stupid and don't take care of myself, when I go lay on that magnetic mat in there, the magnets don't stop working. They always produce mm. a magnetic field. Well, God said, even when we're unfaithful, he remains faithful. See, the faithfulness of God. See, again, we think of even we even think of faithfulness as cause and effect. Hmm. See, so and it's not. No, so since I am honest, then I'm going to hmm. uphold my word. Well, yeah, that's that's hmm. the nearest way that we can describe it from the human perspective. But no, the real truth is because God is who He is. He He can't do anything except uphold His word. There's nothing else he can do. That is, him being faithful is a manifestation of the fact that I am because the stuff that I do is related to who I am. So He can only be himself. He can't be anybody but himself. Exactly. So Jesus, see, faith is not believing. And I've said this years. I've said this on this podcast from the very beginning. I've said this in years of us doing television together. Faith is not so much about believing what God will do. It's believing who God is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Jesus knows who God is. So if God's yeah. the healer, he can't be the killer. Yes. You know, if God's the deliverer, he can't be the one that puts you in bondage. So it's always God's will. God doesn't even rejoice at the death of the wicked. Mm-mm. So Jesus has no question that it is the will of God for them to safely do whatever Cross. it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, so... So when he says that line in the storm yeah. and he says, surrender to the will of God. In other words, what he's saying is, you've got to get in harmony with who God is. You know, New Year's Eve... I'm driving down the road. I'm running an errand for Brenda. It's slight rain outside. I pull up to an intersection. And I get ready to go through this intersection. And I know. I mean, I look. It's clear. I know in my heart I'm going to be in an accident. Mm-hmm. I know it. There was no question about it. I knew. I didn't know where the mm-hmm. car was going to come from. I knew I was going about ready to get hit. I didn't even really say anything out loud but in my heart I said you know though I didn't say this verse but this is kind of how I was thinking though a thousand fall at my right hand it shall not come near me in other words it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter if this car blows up around me Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be all right right Mm -hmm. and man all of a sudden out of nowhere and what it was is somebody sped up to try to get through a caution light Mm -hmm. and man they hit me and but what was interesting 
right, I, I just kind of got this little Holy Ghost nudge to do something, and I did it. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but the end result was my car was totaled. I mean, my, I mean, bam. I mean, I'm telling you, it was, it was done. And, uh, you know, bent the frame. I mean, every reason wow. in the world I could have really gotten really, extreme. really hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had such peace. I mean, when it was happening, I had such peace because I knew what the will of God was. And I mm-hmm. was surrendered to the will of God. So, mm-hmm. so in these situations, we have authority, not because we got special anointings and all this kind of stuff. It's like, I just know who God is. I know what the will of God is. And I choose the will of God. And whether I speak it or just in my heart embrace it, I am going to stay in harmony with the will of God. And when I go out of harmony, my body goes out of harmony or my finances or anything goes out of harmony, I'm not going to start screaming at all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to go, nope, I'm coming back into, I'm coming into harmony with God. I'm coming back to body. Come on, we're going to, we're going to get back in harmony with the life of God. It's, it's, it's really pretty simple. But we can't teach people how to use the seed, the principle, the law of the seed for spiritual warfare if, if they don't basically trust the God who created the law of the seed and uh, uh, and if they don't trust what happened with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So I think this kind of gives us a foundation. Yes, that, I do. That next yes, week we can say, okay, now let's say, what does this look like then mm-hmm. in application? Do, you, do y'all think we've given a good enough out? Uh, I do. And, okay. and, and for some reason, talking about this is like, I just feel a ton of joy. So if I'm feeling a lot of joy, just of that, I, I think the joy is the agreement. Like, wow, I love the agreement that I'm feeling in the deepest part of my heart that the Lord, I don't know, I'm just feeling a lot of hope and a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, knowing who he is and that when I'm in his field, so to speak, Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, that's, I'm not going to experience anything but protection and provision and healing. This kind of, I, I won't take but just a minute on this, but and I, I may be throwing people into the deep end here. <laughs> oh, sure. We were just about to end with my joy thing. No, this is joy. I'm talking about deep end in a good way, but it's like, it's, <laughs> okay. it's kind of mind boggling. Okay. Now, we see, we look at the material world around us. And, and again, we interpret everything from the way the human uh, finite mind and our life experience tells us what reality is. Now, everything came into existence. And, and so, so we kind of have, the, again, cause and effect. We have this idea that, that, Okay, the you know the the subatomic particles are on some level. We always think that everything started with matter. Mm. You know, because that bookcase I got right over there. Okay, it was built out of a tree. Well, but that tree was something before that. It, before that, it was a seed. But before that, it was something else. Before that, it was something else. Now, when God conceived what the world would be that was basically information the world and all that is in it was did not start with matter it started with information and so when god spoke things into existence his speaking provided a carrier wave if you will for 
this information to come into this realm. And that information became the programming for all things to exist. Yes. So, it, you know, we're like a bunch of computer programmers. All we're ever really trying yes. to do is kind of get everything back up in harmony with the code that was originally mm -hmm. written. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the code has never changed. The code always, mm -hmm. God's always, has always been alive. And, um, and so I don't have to... I don't have to force God to do anything. I don't have to force anything. I just have to have the right truth. And mm -hmm. I have to believe the God of that truth. And I have to use my delegated authority mm -hmm. to say, okay, just like to my dog when I say, okay, sit. Mm -hmm. he, he's, you know, it's one of those things where he, he's just got to do it because that's the way it is. He got to come into harmony with the fact that I am the alpha. <laughs> And we just got to we we've got to remain in harmony with the fact that God is the Alpha, and what He said was truth, and we're not trying to bend anything away from Him or His will. And you know, people think, well, if you don't use say the name of Jesus at the end of it, or then you're leaving God out. No, because in my heart, it's all about bringing things back to harmony with how God's original intention was. Did that mess it yeah. up, or does that make it? Make it Not no, at no, that's, all. That's really good. That is, thank you so and, and much. And I, I think so many people are judging God by their their current situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know this this is what I'm experiencing. You know here and now, but yet my desire is to experience righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm -hmm. You know we've been speaking about the kingdom. So mm -hmm. my current situation doesn't match where I really want to be. Right. And, and so trying then, you know, with authority or I'm trying to create really a solution. Mm -hmm. How do I get from where I am to where I believe I need to be? But they're doing it yeah. without the full awareness yeah. and experience of who God really yeah. is. Yeah. And and so I I'm I'm I want to come back into a place of harmony. Yep. With with his realities, you know, with I, I, and so that if my present circumstances don't match mm -hmm. with what I would desire or I would want, mm -hmm. rather than immediately running to generate some type of solution mm -hmm. that would fix it. Yep. Because what I'm doing there is I'm simply guessing why yep. I'm passing judgments on others and even on God yeah. rather than returning back to that You're, you, loving relationship of awareness yep. of who he really is. We're using the mindset that got us into the problem to judge why we're in the problem, judge God, judge ourselves, and then we're trying yeah. to use that same mindset to cure the problem. There, and, and, like, and we're actually defining insanity right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we've <laughs> we got to remember something, too. The mind always seeks to prove we're right. So when my life isn't working for most people because they don't have the intimacy with God, they don't have that peace... You know, I, I, it doesn't. You know, I don't like 
I don't like when I recognize that something in my life is out of harmony with God. I don't like when I see things that are unacceptable. I don't like that, but I don't, I'm not condemned by it. Um, but I kind of rejoice in the fact, okay, if I see it, then I get to, I get to, I'm, then I get this part of my life back in harmony with God. But mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know the gospel of peace, if you don't realize God has made peace with you in between you and him and that, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, all that that involves about who God is, then the problem is I can't, my low self-worth, my insecurity with God will not allow me to say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just go harmonize with God. I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to enter the presence of God. I'm going to, instead, it's got to come up with some kind of theology. I call it circumstance theology, some kind of Mm -hmm. theology that justifies my circumstance without making me feel condemned. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah. scream so it, let's finish, scream it yeah, the so devil. The, yeah, seriously. So, so just to finish that sentence, so you said, so the mind always seeks to prove we are right. Yep. So when life isn't working, we have to come up with some kind of a theology to make sure... Yep. Make sure what? It, the, make it sure. preserves the idea that we're right. So, so, so if I can oh, fight okay. the devil, or if I can, if I can convince myself that I've got to use my faith to f- force God to do something, to persuade God to do, anything other than you know what, um, I'm just walking down the wrong path. If I was, you know, if I was walking down the path of righteousness, uh, there's no death in this path, in the path of righteousness. So evidently, I just took a U-turn. I got on the wrong path. Right. And then the other thing, because of these podcasts, that's really helped me is this is just my current situation is just the indicator of what seeds I've been planting. Yep, exactly. And we, you know, and and we will get into that, what that looks like in real life application next week. So hang on. Hang on. Just just hang on, we, people. We've got it. Good. Because we're having fun. Well, you know, I was telling the guy I was in a. I was in a, a, a medical place the other day, and, and uh, I was talking to a guy. He's a druggist, a really like really sharp guy, and I do some w- experiments with him. And he was in a legal situation, and and we were just kind of talking about it. And I, I just leaned over, and got real close to him. I said, "Let me tell you something." I said, "This is going to sound egotistical to you, but don't take me wrong." I said, "I always win, All, right. always." I said, "No, sometimes you know, sometimes me winning means I have to admit I'm wrong." Sometimes me winning means I got to, I've got to be the one to change. Sometimes you know winning, mm-hmm. but it, and I said, but here's the deal: I know how to win so that other people don't lose. I said, mm. so my advice to you is: you get the meanest blood sucking lawyer you can get. You go in that situation and you win legally because you have the opportunity then to be the one that's going to be fair. And even mm-hmm. though people are trying to take something away from you, you can give them more than they want. And and I said I always I said I always win legal situations every situation I always win, and one of the reasons I want to win is because at the end of the day I'm I'm going to be fair. Well, you know something, it's the same way with this devil stuff, life stuff, sickness stuff, money stuff. I always win. I always expect to win. I always know I'm going to win, and uh, I, you know, and there's no big deal to it. There's no special anointing for it. There's no great insight, and I, and so we're going to share with everybody how simple this is to always win when you're feeling like you're being attacked by the devil or anybody. Okay, good, good. Jim. Nice. Thank you so much. This has been episode number one twenty-five. Just make note of that. Go back, listen. As well, be, be sure to share this with your friends. Uh, take a look at Jim's website, impactministries.com. Uh, there's Ultimate Impact, 
that I would encourage all of our listeners uh, to be a part of a part of it really help in your in your growth and uh, audrey and i we've also just posted a, a new ebook for you it's called my personality goals and it's talking about singing the song you were designed to sing and it's just yours there's no one like your song and um and uh we also just want to thank you for joining us and um that's it <laughs> it is. <laughs> you, you guys don't know this, All but Jim right. was making funny faces at us. That's why I lost my concentration. Let's just keep it real. Thank I'm you, excited. everyone. I'm really excited for next episode. Thank you, yes. We love you, listeners. Yes, and we will see yes. you next this time. This is going to be a great yeah. day for you. We'll it see is. you next time here on Live Transformed. 